Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Cow Corner Podcast with me, Dolly Dropper, James Hurl, Mr. Birmingham League son, Andy Harrison, the loyal one, Joss Elliott, and the king of the transfers, Jamie Martindale. For your latest dose of all things Shropshire cricket. And welcome back to another episode of the Cow Corner podcast. Once again, we're meeting on Zoom and hopefully, like I've said many times before, this is the last month that we have to meet like this for a long time. And as you may have noticed, if you haven't already, we're changing things up this year and we are doing individual pre-season previews for every division from the Premier Division to Division 3. But fear not, the Extra Show will be doing their own pre-season preview in the more traditional way. You can connect with the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook using the hashtag CowCorner and hashtag CowCornerSCCL. Or you can at tag CowCornerPod on Twitter and at tag CowCornerPodcast on Facebook and Instagram. Anyway, a new format means I'm joined by some new guests. So tonight I am joined by Dan Harris of Roxeter and Uppington Cricket Club, Adam Shimmons of All Brighton Cricket Club and Gerge Saini of Church Aston. How are we guys? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, good. All good. Good. Thank you. Nice good. to see you guys. Have we been wintering, guys? All well? Yeah, yeah. pretty good. Bored, bored. Uh, long hair, awesome. normal stuff really, yeah. <laughs> looking forward to hairdressers opening next week that's for sure <laughs> one of the benefits of being bold to be honest uh, saved a, <laughs> saved an absolute fortune on the uh, on the old hairdressers and haven't had that problem really it's more just yeah. the uh, side down uh, haircut on the bottom <laughs> that but uh, yeah that's, that's pretty safe at the moment so we're really looking forward to getting get some new guys on the podcast and yeah, really getting into talking about everything Division 3. So it's shaping up to be a really good show. Here's what's to come on episode 33 of the Cow Corner podcast, the big Division 3 preseason preview. On episode 33 of the Cow Corner podcast, the big Division 3 preseason preview. We discuss the latest cricket news, including the impact of the latest ECB guidelines. We then go on to preview every team in the Shropshire County Cricket League Division 3, looking at the previous seasons, how they've done, and what we think they'll do in 2021. Before finishing with the much-loved, much-talked-about 
comparison's hierarchy. All this and much, much more on another bumper episode of the Cow Corner Podcast. So the season's nearly upon us again. Cricket net started up the other week and it looks like we're getting a full season ahead of us. The ECB have brought out its guidance and roadmap to return to cricket and no surprises to see not much has changed from last year. But more recently, the main focus has been on Welsh clubs and whether they'll be able to start on time. It is now looking very much like all the Welsh clubs in the Shropshire division and just generally won't be able to start until May. So luckily in Division 3, this only impacts one of the Welsh sides, which means that them and their opposition in Week 1 are the only teams who may have to rearrange. But guys, any major thoughts? Did you think that we'd start on time? No, I, 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 I thought that we wouldn't start maybe until June again this year, to be honest. Yeah, it was a looking long-term roadmap from what they were planning out that, yeah, what was going on through the winter, we were pretty much looking like starting late again, missing the first three or four weeks. So to actually get it starting on time is fantastic news. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was going to be something to do with the, uh, once we were allowed to go out and about a little bit more, but uh, happy that it's starting on time, yeah, massively. Mm. Yeah, the rules are still very confusing. I still find it really weird that you can't have a practice match or you can or you can't have a certain amount of people training mm. yet you can play matches and it's just yeah there's so many still questions you still have to ask luckily we've got people at the club who say right can this happen and they contact the ECB and I've phoned up say can we go down the nets on an afternoon now you can't go for the nets in the afternoon but I can go this evening it's, it's yeah <laughs> so many rules and regulations to follow it's unbelievable which is good though it's still going to happen though isn't it yeah I think for first game is going to be really important because I think the team like us, I don't know how many injuries we are going to get on the first game. <laughs> first game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Double stretches on the first one, Gage. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been interesting because you know, I was speaking to someone else the other night and they were saying there's been so many rules and regulations for all sorts of things in all walks of life that they're actually getting to the point where they can't remember, they're struggling to work out what they can do and what they can't do for everything. And it's... I played my first game today and feeling sore after it, but I was just there going, oh yeah, it's sanitised after six. Is it sanitised after six or is it sanitised after, you know, and just, you know, but it's just standard things like walking in. Left hat on first. But yeah, but yeah, we uh, summit something that we uh, brought up before we came on off. Well, came on air was uh, obviously Welshpool. Uh, not sure that they're going to be playing their first game, and that may affect a few clubs. And you were talking, Gerge, about you. You'd obviously been in contact with them because you've got them second game of the season. Yeah, so we had the second game. I think um, um, we we received the email initially um, that maybe we have to rearrange, but mm. now I think it looks like it it would be okay. Mm. So the, another email came and they said, you know, the second week is fine. Mm. One of the other things that you've mentioned is like the lack of pre-season nets and how things are organised in that lot. How, how has pre-season been going for your clubs? We've been busy yeah, at the club. Had, <laughs> <laughs> we've had two weeks, a well, week and a half outdoor. Um, mm. But that's on concrete. It's, we've, we've invested in a bowling machine last year, which has been brilliant for us. Because um, we can have one net just firing balls and six people in the other net, and it, it has worked. But it's not that when we played in the snow on Monday night, it was ridiculous. We, we, we got there after about 10 minutes, the ball was coming back, rolling on the ground. It was like a snowball. It was ridiculous. <laughs> we loved it. There were six of us actually just covering the stuff. When we went back to a kit, it was just, everything was just full of snow. So 
two bats ruined all so <laughs> yeah, but it was, yeah, it's just what you have to do. We're going to get out on the pitch as you found today. You went out on the pitch and it's foggy and jumping off the line at the moment, playing on concrete. Yeah. yeah. No, it's only when you get in the middle, it's any enjoyment of strapping them up, though, isn't it? Just being able to no, actually go another game. Yeah. yeah. I think we, we bought the um, bowling machine last week, but we haven't still got the time to open the box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think my brother's cut the first square today so we can get out on the track on Tuesday and have a play on it. So he's yeah, mm. had the covers, built the covers today and hopefully he's trying to get something together on this, this week so we get on, the, on the actual pitch. But, mm. but uh, you're saying a busy pre-season for you, well, off-season for you guys, Dan. Yeah, massively. We've, um, we've, we've made a few decisions that we were going to try and make some big sort of changes to the club itself because obviously the avenue being quite an old, old ground now, I think the clubhouse is about 45 years old and probably hasn't had much other than a lick of paint in those 45 years. Um, so we've added a few new bits and bobs. We've had a new patio and fencing put around the front of the clubhouse, which looks fantastic. Um, the outfield and everything's had a bit of renovation and stuff done to it. Um, and then we've just in inside the change rooms and stuff like that, just tried to freshen them up and then thinking about it, we can't use the change rooms for another two months, but we're still excited that <laughs> we've got it all done. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, just generally just been down there, me and, and a few of the boys have been putting sort of uh, any furlough days from earlier in the year and stuff like that, just, just going down and, and getting as much done as possible. So yeah, it looks really cool down there now. And uh, Gerd, you're saying you've got yourselves a new uh, bowling machine. How's, how's pre-season and the off-season been going at Church Aston? Oh, um, I think, as I said, you know, we haven't bought, opened the box yet. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe this week, this coming week, we can open it. Maybe one session before our first friendly. Um, but anyways, you know, I think um, our team, average age is around 43, right? Mm. People that don't believe in practice. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> we are just literally, you know, go and play um, on the match day. We have mm. a few of the few of our lads. We try to do some practice sessions as well. Um, mm. I think we hardly get any chance this season. Mm. Um, but hopefully, you know, in the next week we have a, at least one session before the league starts. Mm. Yeah. I think the thing that they've missed this year is the ground force as well, because it's a yeah. real club day. It's been not. Of course, it comes up on your phone saying this time last year you were doing ground force or the year before, and that's a big club thing it's always still have to have all the kids around painting things i mean it's a really nice day to get all the club together so it's, it's a shame to miss that as well this year as well because mm. the jobs have been done around the club so it's because the rocks are managed to get people down there to do stuff so. yeah it doesn't it hasn't really affected at rocks because the ground force day used to be rule of six anyway so it's the same six you do everything else as well i bet yeah. <laughs> Right, so I think it's time we move ourselves on to the main part of the show. So here we go. It's the 2021 Shropshire County Cricket League Division 3 pre-season preview. So it's that time of year again, and we're now going to go through every side in the Shropshire County Cricket League Division 3, reviewing their off-season work, their successes in previous years, and predicting what we think they will do in 2021, plus much more. 
before we end with the much-loved Harrison's hierarchy. So, let's get ourselves started. So, in the league this year, we've got Old Brighton first 11, Church Aston, Frankton second 11, Harpers, Maidley second 11, Newport second 11, Wellington third 11, Welshpool first 11, Wem second 11, Wheaton Aston first 11, Willie first 11, and Roxeter and Uppington. So, our thoughts on the division this year, guys. A tough division this year, or what are our general thoughts? I think it will be competitive. I think yeah, there's some, some good sides in there. I think there's some really yeah. good sides. Certainly, there's some good second 11s in there from, from some top clubs um, and some good first 11s that have all pretty much all played at high divisions beforehand as well. I think it's a good even level. I think it's a, a nice. There's not going to be teams now you're thinking they're a walkover and any team on their day will give you a good game on. I think it could be quite good cricket all the way through the season, to be honest. It looks like. A really good team, really good team. I think for me, I think from these all um, 11 teams or 12, I think anyone can win for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there's some strong sides there. Um, But there's there's a few sides, certainly for Rocks, that we we haven't played against for a few years now. Um, Sort of Willie and the likes. We've we've not not been there for a long time. I remember playing as a junior and it was a great ground to go and play at. But um, that'd be interesting, yeah. Yeah, I think William Church Aston are probably the only two I'm not familiar with or know much about. Yeah, um, yeah but so the rest of the team, second team's a bit some pieces and played against some good teams last year. So, yeah, mm. even last year it was a good challenge in league as well. Even if it's only um, segregated, it was, it was nice sort of league then as well. Good. Yeah. So as we said, it's looking like it could be well could be open but um so what we'll do now is we'll start by going through a couple of the teams one by one so we'll start ourselves with old brighton and church aston so old brighton in 2018 finished ninth in division one then 2019 finished 11th in division two and then in 2020 found themselves in the central and east division three where they finished second out of nine and church aston finished fifth in division two in 2018 they finished seventh in division three in 2019 and finished fourth out of nine in the Central and East Division 3. So, nice and easy start this one, guys. We've got two from the podcast, so uh, we should be able to talk quite a lot about these two. So, we'll start with Adam. Thoughts on Old Brighton going into this season, looking to kind of bounce back this year, possibly? Well, first of all, thank you very much for mentioning the fact that I've captained every relegation for the last four years. So really <laughs> last year was the first time we haven't been relegated in my captaincy. That's brilliant. So I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, so we had, yeah, four or five years ago, we lost the whole first team apart from myself and Darren and one other at the time. Um, so we had to completely rebuild and restart again. And hence the reason we've really gone down the leagues. Um, but then two years ago, we started getting the younger guys playing. Um, we managed to get a couple of other lads from other places um, and it sort of gelled together. I mean, last year we did have a really good, strong team. And we've got a team now basically made of 20-year-olds and under the age. So there's only three of us over a sort of higher age group and it's looking much better. We've got one lad who plays now and again, but yeah, it's looking good, like a good team. We tried to bring youngsters through. Mm-hmm. Um, this year we'll be opening with two 18, 19-year-old bowlers, Alex, Taylor, Alex uh, Parker and hopefully George Mondrell. His left arm played second second team last year. Mm. Um, yeah, so we've got quite a good young team, which would be nice for me to stand hopefully at first lift and watch everybody else run around like headless chickens for a chance. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So some young ones to watch out for then, Adam. Yeah, I mean, All Brighton's always been like them really well. At I mean, we've always moved players on myself. I mean, I started at All Brighton, ended up going to Shifton and Roxburgh and Place and others as well. 
Um, obviously, we've lost other players from All Brighton, uh, the Miller brothers, people like that, and uh, the Mithals who went to Shifnal and the other players who've moved on to other clubs, which pretty much you, you can have to. That's what you do. That's mm. what All Brighton's been there for. It's been a development club for other players, and hopefully the young guys we've got playing now, um, Sam Wood and uh, Pete Clay, who came from Shifnal three or four years ago, getting a chance in our first team, and they've been looked at by other clubs, and hopefully will develop their game and turn into better players. Again, Sib Yogi, another player who's played mm. Shifnal and came to us, and now playing a really standard. Um, so, yeah, hopefully with um, the younger players, we'll find develop our mm. team going forward, really. So looking at the outside in, Dan, um, obviously Roxeter have kind of mirrored all Brighton in the last few years. Uh, so you've come across them a couple of times in the last few years. What would you say all Brighton would be a good season for Brighton? What would you say their goal would be going into this year? I think early goals for them will be definitely be a top five finish. Um, I think they've got a good enough. There's certainly some good youngsters having played. We have kind of, sort of followed each other around the divisions the last few years. And there's some really good young lads coming through there. Um, always a good test. Um, me and Adam's brother always get on uh, really, really well when we play against each other as well. Um, so we look forward to seeing him this year. Um, but uh, no, they've, they've, they, I think they'll be strong, yeah. Good. And moving ourselves on to Church Aston. So, good. your thoughts on Church Aston going into 2021? Well, I think slightly different than Adam or Albrighton because <laughs> <laughs> I think they have all the youngsters and we have all the professionals. <laughs> Sorry, when I'm saying the professional, you know, like a cricket professional, but you know, we all are working people and <laughs> who are probably around 45. Most of us are like around 45. Um, the youngest person we have in the team right now in playing 11 is 34. So I think we, we did uh, quite well in the last few years. And with the squad we have, like around 13, 14 people. So we, no, it's not like a big, you know, um, big squad for us. It's only like a 10 or 11 or 12 people in our team. So we have to choose from them. Um, but still, we are doing well. You know, we have a series, some good players like Avi Mathura. I think everyone knows him. Um, he's, a, he's a brilliant cricketer. Um, we got a one new um, left arm um, from the Newport as well, Harry, Harry Dillon. So he's that seems to be good addition to us. Yeah, and um, I think that we are just you know ticking along. You know, probably stay like in the middle of the league most of the time. Um, last season we started really well. We stay on the top of the league for most of the time, like a first league half of the games, and then we we have we have seen the dip. And then you know we still you know I think we still were like a fourth in them. So we were we, we were doing a decent. I think we are decent. So in twenty twenty one is you've said mid table is. Is a goal just getting cons a consistent side out in, in, in the year and just hoping to push if you can? On the day, we can beat anyone. Mm. Um, and I'm not saying like a Division 3. We can beat maybe Division 2, Division 1 as well on our day. Mm. Um, but I think the aim probably for our club right now, maybe top five this season. You know. That would be really good, you know, uh, if we stay at, in the top five. So you've mentioned, obviously, that you've got a bit of an ageing squad as well. What, Where do you see Church Aston going in the future years? I think two years back, we tried to bring some youngsters, you know, um, the youngsters who are working in my company, I find out. But now with the lockdown, they have to go, you know, at their home. So they are not in Talford. They are mm. in London. Someone in London leads. So they can't play now. And I can't force them. Because you know it's not making sense. They can't come from London yeah. um, every week. We I still have a player in my team who comes every week. He's coming from London last year as well. <laughs> That's amazing. 
you know, yeah. but you know, yeah, it, it is really. And um, I think we definitely need some younger player to come in. Mm. And you haven't got the problem though, Gunn. You haven't got the problem with them having to be up, um, waiting to come back from college though. <laughs> that's another issue with having the youngsters playing is really good but you might not get them for half the season or at mm. certain parts of the season because they're coming and mm. going from college university sort of thing so yeah. mm, you yeah. should have a steady team all through a season which does help as well it's very I think what, what I'm seeing from Joe Chaston is we have a couple of flares and um, I think our sons are around 10, 12, 13 so I'm thinking in, in a <laughs> <laughs> few years time probably they will start you know <laughs> they will start coming in the team um, maybe this time um, I think we have a Tushar and his son is probably 13 or 14 maybe we need to use him for this season if we need you know extra players and maybe his friend as well so yeah so we have a two youngsters we haven't signed them yet but it looks like we are going to sign them. What's oh, their mobile fantastic. numbers, good, just in case? <laughs> and you know what? Other thing, <laughs> we have a very good net set and a bowl machine set up. <laughs> I think this season we have a, uh, I think it's a two players now. They are going to Rockster because Rockster started the second team on Sunday. <laughs> so they are going to play there now. <laughs> so we are losing, definitely we are losing one player. But... <laughs> Awkward. There you go. Dan, <laughs> 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 Dan knows that. I haven't seen any transfers requests yet, but I think it's coming. Uh, be the admin team that will be in touch, Gerd. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, outside looking in, what are our general thoughts on Church Aston? Where do we think that they'll end up, guys? I'd be say, I, mean, it's, it's, I think looking at most of the teams, they've all got aspirations to be moving up. Um, and it, as we said earlier, any team can beat any team on a day. And we can ask them one of the teams that you look at and if they play well on that day, you, you fear for what can happen to your team. So, it's a difficult league and yeah it's... yeah absolutely especially when they've got the Bryce and DeChambeau of Division 3 as well in Avi that can tee <laughs> off quite easily uh, pumping him over the uh, the Avenue clubhouse as he did last year but um, no I, I think you know, say Gurge as well is a, is a talented cricketer himself and can take plenty of wickets and score plenty of runs too so it just depends on, on the day doesn't it yeah. depends on the day I know that we had some really good games last year didn't we I know why Dan is saying is, you know, last year, um, what happened is my daughter was not well. And then um, one of my doctor friends said, you know, you should not be playing because of Corona, you know, there was nothing was there. But then I missed that game. Oh, we missed that game. And then, you know, Rockstar beat. <laughs> beat yeah, but it was a good game without you, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so something that started last season that's moved into this year is that you both share a ground now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Good got in touch with us last year um, because I think they were having some uh, some issues trying to get sorted to go and play at the bow ring, and um, and obviously we were a one one team club at the time, um, so we were free every other Saturday. So there was no reason, and we it was one of the best things we did. We really enjoyed having them. I just wish we could have had more socials um, throughout the season because I think that would have been really really good fun. But uh, no, it was it was a pleasure to have them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think from, from my side as well, I think I'm quite happy that uh, Corona is not a good thing, but only due to Corona. And uh, I think the because we were playing on the council ground and then council said they can't give us any you know, anything in the writing. So we have to move from that ground because you need to give some, you know, because of the Corona stuff, you need to give something to the, um, uh, to the Shropshire League. So I thought, mm. okay, you know, we need to find another team because this is a council ground. So then, you know, if we figure it out, rocks. And I'm quite happy to go there, you know. Hopefully we scored more runs there. <laughs> <laughs> We've been saying that for years, Gurge. <laughs> but I think if we 
see, we played on um, barring probably last um, 10, 10 years now. Mm. I think that's that's the one of the hardest wicket to play on because you never know and you know, the the ball is not going to bounce. It's it's really really hard. I think we only yeah. played like a two games at Rockstar and we scored probably in both the games. So you know, fingers crossed. Hopefully we will click there in that Rockstar. I'm 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 quite happy. You know, I like like a social stuff as well. In you know, the bar is there. I had a few practice sessions um, with the Rockstar lads as well last year. With a few beers in the end, so you know it was really, it was really yeah, good. Yeah, a few good nights at Rockstar. It's been good fun that way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But so, if you finish above us this year, Gurj, then it might be a different question for next year. <laughs> yeah, you might not be welcome then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit scared. I thought maybe you know Rockstar is going to start the second team, but luckily they started on Sunday, so you know we can still use the grounds. And is it um, is it going to be something that's you continue with moving forwards and? Is it something you know you may end up sharing sides moving forwards? No, no, no talk of mergers yet. No, I think we've had our uh, fair share of bad experiences like? with mergers. <laughs> um, neither of the mergers we've been involved in have ended particularly amicably um, for one reason or another. So I, I don't think there's any mergers particularly on the horizon immediately. But no, we, we've really enjoyed having them around, um, and as I said, there's no plans at the moment to, to change that at all. Um, unless we get a third level night good, and then we'll have to have another another conversation. <laughs> Hostile takeover. <laughs> we will try to behave, you know, nicely, okay. you know. There. <laughs> <laughs> no, have to start that the win. Good. <laughs> that I can't promise, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll move ourselves on to our next two sides. So we've got Frankton's second eleven, who finished fourth in the reserve division. One in 2018, they finished ninth in Division Three, and they finished fourth out of sixth in the North Group in 2020. The next side, also Harpers, in 2018, they finished first in Division Three. Then in 2019, finished eighth, and then last year in the Central and East Division Three, finished seventh out of nine. So, general thoughts on these two teams, guys? Yeah, I don't know much about. Of them to be honest. Um, Harpers we played last year and they made quite a good game against them. And again, both I imagine both teams again even in the same sort of situation. They're one of those teams you play against Harpers in particular, I think. A couple of good opening batters who give it a good whack. And if they come off, get a few runs, but yeah, it can be difficult again. Definitely. No, we we had a good game um against them last year, and they like you said, uh, Shimo, their opening bats are either all or nothing. Yeah. Um, they, they'll come off and get 50, 60, 70 or they'll get two or three but they'll get them quickly but yeah we had some good games against both Frankton haven't played against their second 11 um, so played at, played, at, uh, played at Frankton for a long, long time but not uh, yeah I think we played teams. Frankton then two years back so decent team I would say you know um, yeah decent team um, Harpers as well yes I'd, you know they have a good few good batsmen on the top um, if they click, you know, they click. Um, and uh, I think they have a, uh, I forget his name now, Sunil's, and, you know, their captain's son. I don't know whether he's going to play this season or not, but he's really, you know, really transformed in the last one or two years. I think he, he plays for Wellington. Mm. Um, but last year he played for Harper. So he's really, really good. Um, I don't know whether he's going to play this season or he's going back to Wellington. Um, but that's really 
good player, good batsman. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, as well, you're looking at Frankton. I've played them before, and it's it's one of those teams that they're good, but it also you never quite know with, with them, depending on what their first 11 looks like that week. Because yeah. if their first 11 short of a few players, then they lose some of their best players. But then also if their first 11 strong, they gain a few extra good players, which could sway a few games. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that'll be the same with all when we've got what is it, five teams in our league that are either second or third teams. I think they'll all be affected in the same sort of way. I think any team that's got a first or second team above them that have players move through there and you're left with what's left to play. So it, mm. they'll either be strong or weak, depending on their teams above and what they've, what they've signed or acquired or whether they've got overseas players and what players come down and up. So you don't really know what you need to come across until the first game of the season really and see how strong teams are. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, the, the, it's, it's absolutely what you said. It depends on what their first team put out on the Saturday to see what we end up facing. You could end up facing a really, really strong second eleven. Um, I know Newport we played last year were were exceptionally strong the day we played them. Some really good players, um, and then two or three weeks later, you watch that they got beaten by a side that you thought they would go out there and 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 beat quite easily because they were diminished in numbers and stuff. So yeah, absolutely, it's really open. Mm. They've not done particularly well in the last few years uh but who do the teams that we think that frankton would be needing to beat to achieve i guess we probably put the middle of the road would you say yeah yeah i think yeah, so I yeah i don't think a frankton second 11 would be looking to go anywhere below division three i think they'd, they'd be good enough they're strong enough as a club to stay in that stay in this division definitely what division of frankton wanted in? Prem. Oh, yeah, everybody yeah. will give somebody a good, a good game so as they say it's i think everybody will be trying to get points from everybody around them i don't think Again, looking at the table or the teams mm. in the league, there isn't, isn't anybody you think you wouldn't beat and there isn't anybody you wouldn't think you'd lose again. I know it's a really dull thing to say, but it is very, very even, as we said earlier. Mm. Yeah. So again, who you play against on that day, it's going to be a difficult one. Where would we think that Harpers would be wanting to finish in uh, towards the end of the season? I think, personally, I think for Harpers, I think there is, theirs is to stay in the division. I think from the outside in, they will look as one of the weaker teams. I say that, I think they beat us last year um, because their two openers absolutely teed off and it, it came off that day. But um, I think Harper's was certainly probably one of the weaker outfits, perhaps. I know that's going to come back and bite me royally on the behind <laughs> later on this year. Yeah, that's um, why I don't like saying it, but yeah, oh, no, I'd agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're one of the ones there, uh, Willie, yeah, around that sort of area and yeah. not knowing the other teams so well, but I'm not sure how Frankton are being able to say whether they're sort of in the same sort of category as sort of lower to middle table, really. So they'll, they'll yeah. So we're probably saying that these two sides will probably be in and around each other, and they'll be looking to try and pick up points against each other. So, moving on to another one of our second eleven teams, we've got Maidley second eleven, who finished first of the reserve division two in twenty eighteen, finished third in division four in twenty nineteen, which meant that they got themselves promoted. And in 2020, they finished fourth out of sixth in their Sevalley group. Now, Maidley's first 11 slash second 11, well, Maidley as a club have brought in Kieran Osborne and Kelvin Rogerson, who have both moved from now, You would assume that they've both been signed for the first 11, but you never truly know. But uh, new faces in uh, with the James Ralph kind of revolution at Maidley. So <laughs> potentially uh, Maidley second 11 are going to probably be, get, be even stronger this year than they were last. Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah, you'd think so. Um, they've certainly, it seems like there's a few names that have gone that way. Um, I know that Kelvin made it quite uh, public on Twitter that he was definitely going there for first team cricket. So... And he's, he's scored some runs over the years as well. Decent cricketer. 
Mm. But um, again, it's exactly the same like Franklin. It depends on how the first 11 turn out on a Saturday as to what we see in their twos. But uh, another decent ground, maybe. Yeah, I'm quite looking forward to play. I do like playing Maidley. We played the um, 2020 knockout there. We got a bit of bounce and it was a good fair pitch. I quite enjoyed playing at Maidley. So yeah. I think it would be first season for us to play at that ground. So, yeah, it's mm. not, I mean, it's the same with Revolution and stuff and teams drafting players in bits and pieces and have certain invites and places and stuff to go to places. You never know how it affects the lower teams, sort of the second of the team, because sometimes you get the feeling, well, if they're going to get players in for a couple of seasons before they all leave again, why stay at the club? And it can, it can upset the apple cart when you start dragging players in who aren't mm. associated with the club. So, again, you never know how strong, I mean, the players who are playing second team or first team might be frustrated. I mean, there are other clubs looking for players and they might be more happier to go and play with those clubs rather than stay at a club where they're taking players from. So, you never know how it's going to help people react to it. Yeah, and I mean, it'll be their first season having been promoted from Division 4 in 2019 and obviously didn't get to play any of you guys last season because they were in the Seven Valley group. So it's going to be a really interesting. It's kind of a bit of a wildcard team, I'd say, in that in that regard. As in no one truly knows how they're going to be and what they're going to be like. I mean, last season they had four players who got over 100 runs. Uh, Chris Hodson got 258. Jack Loftus, 192. Lee Standall, 126. And Steve Madden with 102. Um, then with the ball... Uh, they had Harrison Vaughan, who's their highest wicket taker with 12, and Chris Hodson with seven wickets as well. Uh, so it looks like uh, Chris Hodson possibly the one to watch at uh, Maidley if, if last season's the way to go, by. Yeah, Chris Chris played for their first team for a long time as well as a decent cricketer. Yeah, I remember rightly, yeah, left, left arm spinner. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, I know Steve through football and cricket, and I've been you know, known for a few years. He's been you know, around Maidley pretty much all his life, as far as I can remember, but he's a good player yeah. as well. Yeah, Chris. Yeah. Chris was a family friend growing up. Um, yeah. I think my my dad and him used to work together, but he was always a tidy cricketer. Yeah. Moving on to the next team, then Newport second eleven. So in twenty eighteen, they finished eleventh in the Birmingham League Division Two second eleven in twenty eighteen. They finished sixth in Division Three in twenty nineteen, and then finished first out of the nine in the Central and East Division Three. So. Newport second eleven. Are we looking at these as one of the early pre-season favourites? I think they'll be up and about. Yeah, those certainly. We played them last year. They were strong, good side. Um, I think is it Scott Gormley um, played against us last year. We played quite a few games in their ones. I think they had quite an influx into their first team, didn't they? They had four or five yeah. new signings, which meant the second eleven got bolstered quite heavily. Um, but yeah, they were a proper outfit. They uh, bowled and batted. Clever. Yeah, strong yeah, team. Good. They, they, they are. I mean, it's, a, it's a big, big place, Newport, and they've got a good catchment over there with the um, Harpers and the college and places around there. And they've got a few teachers involved in the club, and they can get younger players in. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a good, well-run club, and they've got fantastic facilities and fantastic pitch. So looking forward to playing there again. I mean, I'm playing there since my shipping day, so looking forward mm. to going back and playing there again. So yeah, nice. Looking forward to it. Yeah, um, strong team. I think we had. Um... Last season, um, we had a both the game game was really good with them. You know, we lost it in the end, but it was very very close. Yeah, I think they nicked one of our uh, all rounder Bobby Gill, who is playing for the Newport now. But um, he's going to play on Sunday league, but he normally comes and play against us, so he will <laughs> he will be coming to the <laughs> team to play against us. A bit of needle in that game. Looking forward to seeing how that one goes. <laughs> yeah. You didn't sound bitter at all, Gurge. <laughs> he, he's always like this, you know. Uh, well, he's definitely going to play against Harper's. Um, 
Joe Chaston. I think maybe now Rockstar as well. If we know, you know, if we if we tell them now we are playing at Rockstar, and something goes in his mind, and he say, "Oh yeah, I should play against Rockstar as well." But he's he's a good spinner um, and then good hitter as well. So he's a good addition into the Newport side. So Gerge, if Newport second eleven are looking to be there at, at the top at the end of the season, who are the teams that that you'd say they'd be looking to have to pick up big victories against? Oh yeah, I mean. Again, you know, I'm still saying, you know, um, all these 11 teams, and and this includes Harpers as well and Frankton, I think, you know, anyone who clicked initially in the season, they can do really, really well. But for Newport, they definitely, if they want to stay on the top, I think that Brighton is the one team. Rockster, Church, Aston, Willington, I think these are the few teams they definitely need to beat to stay and- on the top. Yeah, and they'll probably be looking, I mean, for the first team anyway, they'll be wanting their second eleven to get as close to them as possible, you would think, Adam. Yeah, so, so they, yeah as a club, they've always been had a good reputation, but they, they want to succeed, so they want to get their teams as high up the league as they possibly can. Um, mm. Again, they they sort of blow hot and cold between seasons, again, depending what they've signed and where they've got players from and what players are available to them, and they go hot and cold through it, so they could have a two or three year run where they can play really well, move up the leagues and then struggle a bit. But again, that's the same with any club these days that they, mm. they get players in and they get a, a sort of few seasons under the belt where they promoted and then it'll sort of slide down again. But again, there are no really... And again, Newport have a lot of functions and bits. I don't know, it's a strange thing to say, but a very functional team. And mm. they always seem to have a good social side and all, you can play them on one Saturday and you think, oh, they're going to be really strong today. Someone says, oh, they've all gone to a wedding and half the first team were out for a wedding and then the second team have all moved up the first team and it's, yeah, it's one of those sort of clubs. But uh, yeah, you never know what you're going to get. I think the last you know, time we went there, I got pumped by uh, Raj Bhatia uh, for the day and it was ladies' day down there as well. So there was about 350 <laughs> people watching, which was always nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I remember that. Uh, Dan Raj, uh, Rajat Bhatia, he was yeah. playing. I think he played in he the IPL right, games. Yeah. As well. He played <laughs> he a few right. IPL games as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, right, so now we move ourselves on to what, what I think is pretty peculiar. It's uh, a division with a lot of teams beginning with W. So the first <laughs> the first one... <laughs> w, w, I wrote that down. W, w. I said there can't be many divisions with six W teams in. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first two, Wellington 3rd 11 and Welshpool 1st 11. So Wellington 3rd 11 uh, finished 7th in Division 2 in 2018, finished 5th in Division 3 in 2019, and then they finished 3rd out of 9 in the Central and East Division three last year and Welshpool who finished 10th in division one in 2018 12th in division two in 2019 and both of their teams I will say this finished uh, well first and second but technically both the teams finished first but the reason they didn't finish first in the other group was because of an ineligible player so they got deducted the game which meant that they finished second in that group so Welshpool we'll start with them as they're another team who have come down the divisions will also probably be looking to stop the rot and after a successful season last year you'd be looking then to possibly be up there guys yeah I think Welshpool have gone through a, a massive transition again over the years they've ended up becoming a little bit of a feeder club for Newtown haven't they almost um having a few players that have gone on had really really good couple of seasons and then shipped on over to to Newtown which is uh, I don't know I suppose Newtown is a slightly more attractive 
place to play cricket, not to be disrespectful to Welshpool. I know that's going to bite me again later <laughs> in the year. Um, but uh, no, I, I just think that they've ended up losing two or three really key players to them over the last few years. Um, is it Tom Anderson was, I think was the first big yeah. name to go over to Newtown and he was a proper cricketer or still is a proper cricketer. Um, and then there's a couple of others that have gone that way too. Yeah, it's a difficult ground to go to. I, I've played there a few times the last few years and yeah, and it's one of those sort of grounds you get to and it's on a cold day, it is a miserable place to play because it's got the wind coming from the rugby pitches all around. It's a blooming long way to Carl Park and it's very, very cold the last time we played there. But again, they've got, hopefully we'll go with youngsters playing through them. We're trying to focus on young. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is playing so much people to see, um, but yeah, it's a difficult track to play on, I've found, the last few years, and it can go either way, depending on the track and how you play on it and the weather conditions as well. But yeah, it could be, could be sort of Middleton, sort of lower table, but depends on, again, who they've signed and what they've lost to it. And uh, Wellington third eleven, uh, a team who finished third last year, and what again? It's another one of these teams. I think I think they did quite well in 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 previous years, and it's again it's going to be very dependent on what the first and seconds are doing, especially at Wellington. I know that they have a very good youth setup, and will be. And I, I actually I played Wellington's third eleven last year, and they were a pretty decent outfit. They're not, you know, they're they're not what you would assume a third eleven would be, if that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, good team. I mean, say Wellington again, a bit like Newport, but again, being the first team being in Premier League and the reputation, and obviously Wellington's got with it, they can attract players. Then you go down or drive past there when a training night. And there's hundreds of kids running around on their on their sort yeah. of nights when they have their children's show training, and they've got a good youth setup. And they bring bring people people in. And they've got a very attractive club that tries to get youngsters to start playing. So hopefully in the third team we will see those players playing and get to see what they're doing because it is, it is nice to see the youngsters playing. That's why I still carry on playing cricket is to see the youngsters and see how well they're playing. So it's nice. Yeah, unfortunately, Rockstars felt the effects of the successes of Wellington being smack bang yeah. in the middle between them and Shrewsbury. I think Wellington is a club that we do envy a little bit because they've got lots of doers down there, which we know as the smaller village clubs it is is massive for you. Volunteers doing all sorts of stuff. You've got great kids coming through, facilities that are envied by probably most clubs in the county. But yeah, they've got a really good setup down there. You drive past the club there and you see two grounds looking so immaculate exactly. right next to each other and the setup that they've got, you just think, yeah, they're doing it right. 
yeah. it's just if you see that as a player and you get encouraged to go to a ground like that, you're thinking, yeah, I want to play cricket here. So, yeah, why not? I always drive past and there's someone, there's always a groundsman there or, or yeah. someone at the always somebody pushing something around. There's, there's someone there. somewhere doing something all yeah. the time there. It's uh, yeah, it's a really great setup there. So, who are our ones to watch for, from these two sides? Are there any people that we should be looking out for, particularly? Uh, Wellington, I certainly the young Byram that opened the batting for them last year is a is a good little cricketer. Obviously, he's going to be relatively well coached um, with his old man having been a well, Adam's decent cricketer. Yeah, his, his youngster. Yeah, I got a text message after the game saying, oh, "You got my little something, little lad out." I was like, "Oh, sorry, Adam." <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, he was a decent cricketer. Yeah, yeah, cricketer. yeah, and then they had um, is it I can't remember his first name Wheelie that played he's played in their mm. first and seconds as well played against us last year and got 60 odd and a couple of wickets proper proper player but yeah they look good a good mix of kids and and uh, experience here yeah, go ahead. yeah yeah it's see I think before that it's always like a derby for us because our ground um, the boarding ground was just a few meters up the way uh, yeah, of you people walking dogs past you'll be right yeah <laughs> throw the ball back up the dog tune it i think the only one thing which probably they don't like you know um whenever they come to the boarding they're always complaining about the ground you know they're always complaining <laughs> I, I can i said i i understand i i really love to go and play at wellington but you know the church Aston is in my heart now in my corner <laughs> <laughs> Dedication. And for Welsh Paul, any standout players? Um, I think the 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 suspect action Mawini um, always oh, takes a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah do say, yeah. Always takes a few wickets because you're not quite sure whereabouts it's going to come out. Come um, yeah. But uh, and then I can't remember the older guy's name now. He's been there for years and he always scores a few runs. Um, yeah, there's a couple sort of middle to late order which are little, sort of like with hitters of the ball. Yeah, yeah. I think the last time we played them, I think the sort of four down to seven looked as good as, or if not better than the sort of top order. But whether it was just the day, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, so and they got three years it, we played against them. Yeah, Tom Anderson's brother is Rob Anderson as well, the spinner. He's, right. he's quite decent. If he has a good day, he can uh, he can do some do some damage to you quite easily as well. So moving on to our next two sides, we've got Wem second eleven and we've got Wheaton Aston. So Wem second eleven finished ninth in the reserve division one in 2018. Then they won uh, the division five in 2019, and they got the golden ticket and they got themselves a double promotion. We'll get your thoughts on that in a minute, Dan. And uh, then, <laughs> and then in 2020 they finished eighth out of nine in the central and east division three. And obviously, Wem's second 11 have brought in a lot. Well, Wem's first 11 have brought in quite a few players, uh, most notably Andy Harrison and Craig Heath, who are also part of this podcast. So their first 11 getting stronger. And from what I heard last year, they struggled with people wanting to come play second 11 cricket due to the fact that it wasn't competitive cricket. So they're probably looking to be a bit stronger this year. Wheaton Aston, on the other hand, Finished 10th in Division 2 in 2018, finished 2nd in Division 4 in 2019 and finished 5th out of 9 last year in the Central and East Division 3. So we'll start ourselves off with a topic you're very passionate about, Dan, and double promotions. Yeah, yeah. So as a club, we were affected by the uh, phantom double promotions, which I think was probably the third time I'd ever logged into Twitter and I've never looked back. Um, yeah, it was yeah, it was one of those. I know that the these guys came up into Division Three, and there was a couple of other clubs that ended up sort of um hopping over us as well into Division Two and stuff as well. 
Um, but I say when we're a decent outfit, when we played them last year, they had Sam Pete got 60 odd against us. He was a proper player as well. Um, but then they had two or three third 11 players that played for them because they were short with football. They always get heavily affected by the football. Yeah, um, so it depends if you can play them at the very beginning and the very end of the season, you've got every chance of, uh, of getting past them. But mid, mid-summer, they're very, very strong. I think that's what I've seen last season. Um, so they had they cancelled the game with us. They said, you know, they're playing football or they're watching football. Uh, I don't think so. I've ever I've played one game in, in the WEM ground. Uh, that was some kind of a friendly game. But yeah, you know, I was surprised because that was my first game to do the batting at Rockster. <laughs> and they said, no, they, they're not bringing the team. So, you know, um, but probably I should know now, you know, from what Dan said that, you know, that they, they are focused on the football as well. Yeah, the conversation I had with the skipper last year, beginning of the game we played against them at, uh, at WEM, it was a case of, yeah, we've come up two divisions this year and a lot of the players don't want to play because it's non-competitive cricket and we're not sure how they're going to come back next year. And you start thinking, well, not really supporting the club and doing what yeah. doing, playing cricket for the club. That's just, yeah. So it was a bit strange that they wanted to do that. But as you say, the amount of players that WEM first team seem to have been signing, that they're going to be a knock-on effect coming down to the second team. And if they get players coming back, they'll be a strong team. And again, it's a good, fair track to play on. It's always a hard, bouncy, nice pitch to play, to play on. Quick outfield, which all slopes away. It's just a nice ground to play on. So yeah. I definitely enjoyed my game against their second team more than I enjoyed my last game against their first team anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Slapper pumped uh, 140 off about 70 balls and then we got absolutely rolled over by some serious pace on a good hard deck mid-July. Yeah. So. Yeah, the second team game was complete opposites. Was last game of the season and was absolutely Baltic with an outdoor changing room. <laughs> yeah, that was not a great last game of the season. Last year was not one for the faint at heart. Uh, yeah, and so Wheaton Aston, um, a team who have one of well, probably one of the players of the division in Nathan Whittingham. Thoughts on Wheaton Aston moving into this season? Decent side, yeah. Decent side, as I say, Nate, Nate is a proper cricketer. Um, will be up there with with the runs at the end of the year, no doubt. Um, I think in terms of the ground, again, I'm going to be the controversial one. It's nothing new. Um, the ground probably isn't as good as their cricket. Um, it's 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 hard for them. They haven't got covers. They've got sheets. Um, yep. It's not uh, the most picturesque place in the world, but they make it work. And uh, they're decent outfit. They were all right last year. Yeah, I mean, we, we found the same thing last year. We hadn't played at Green Aston for a few years and we turned up and you can see through the sight screens and the, the covers were on the field over the far side and the pitch was half wet and half dry, but it played absolutely fantastic. This is the bounciest pitch they've played in all year at that place. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, good opening bowler, tall lad. Um, for his name then, but yeah, bowled really well. Um, again, batting-wise, probably the strongest side suits to the two between the bat and the bowling. Um, but yeah, it's a... But again, one of those things if you... The batters bat and they bat well. You've always got a chance in the game, especially yeah. the mm. yeah, all being win straight, win lose last year, and the, the good bowlers only being able to bowl the eight overs and having to find a bowl over some everywhere. It, it it made it a much even more playing field for the batters. It was a, a difficult season. What are your thoughts on that moving into this season? We we were in favour of win lose or win lose draw. As a bowler, I prefer win lose draw, so I get to bowl more overs. But uh, <laughs> that's just being yeah. selfish. Uh, I, sorry, I think for me, probably, um, 
I think I, was, I want to win and lose. You know, as Adam said, I really don't want him to bowl 13 overs. I want him <laughs> to bowl only eight. Simple, you know. Um, and I think the teams like us, probably, you know, we are uh, probably better in win and lose. You know, all the five um, bowlers, they bowl like a seven or eight overs, depending on the overs. But yeah, win-lose for us, you know. I don't know. I thought initially that it's all going to be win-lose because most of the clubs, they said win-lose um, in the Division 3. Mm. Um, but then it came as a 50-50. Um, I, I think a I'm a bit old school. And coloured cloth clothes, that's for sure, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I haven't gone that far. I'm going to coloured clothes and white balls like the Premier League. Have I think that? Yeah, I'm. I'm quite I'm old school. Play. I grew up playing, obviously, with my old man and playing at Condover and then Roxeter, and going out and chasing leather for fifty overs and stuff, and then having to try and grind out coming in at number eight, nine, ten, Jack, <laughs> and being told, right, you've got to go and try and last twenty-seven overs when we're one hundred and six for nine, chasing three sixty, <laughs> and. Um, I don't know. I just I think I missed missed the the learning curve of of win lose draw a little bit because I do think it really teaches you how to play cricket in a different way, sort of thing. The long game a little bit, but win lose win lose is obviously a bit more exciting, isn't it? I still remember my first uh, match in in UK when I came from India. Um, I just literally went to play this cricket game. Um, and then they said, can you bowl or bat? I said, we were bowling first. I said, I can bowl as well. So I bowl on first game, took seven wickets. And they were not sending me, you know, for the batting. They said, you bowl now. <laughs> you can't do the batting. <laughs> <You're bowling. laughs> and, and literally, you know, literally they were drawing, they were going for the draw. And I was not aware of these draws, man. You know, seriously, in India, I don't think so. We have a, these draws. We always <laughs> win and lose. So, and then luckily, and I was saying, mate, you know, Please send me. You have no clue. You know, I will go and win the game for you. <laughs> and then they sent me a number 10 and I went in and win the game. So, but, you know, that was a good learning for me as well. You know, that I was giving a, like a heart attack to my team members. <laughs> they want a, they want a draw <laughs> and I was, I was going for a win. So it's a different, you know, it's a bit different here. Um, but again, win and lose my preference. <laughs> Yeah, just obviously getting older and stuff, you sort of start, you don't mind the sort of shorter version of the game and less bowling of the overs and say, we this year for myself, obviously, it's bringing the youngsters through again, so it doesn't really affect, but yeah, so the win-lose last year, as a captain, it's more difficult trying to organise it, trying to get all the players bowling and getting really involved in the game, but again, it, it does make more of a, a result sort of wicket. I mean, last year, I think, in Roxeter, I think we won off the last ball of the game, and yeah. that probably wouldn't have been anything we would have done if it had been a win-lose draw, because I think Yogi came out and smashed 30 odd off about the last two or three overs, yeah, yeah, yeah. which would never have happened in win-lose draw sort of situation. It would have been a, just a dull draw, but yeah, yeah it does make, make more of a game of it and gives the lower batters a chance to go out and get four rather than block it. So, yeah. yeah, I remember being away for that game and getting a text message saying, oh, they need 50 off the last five overs or four overs or something. Yeah. I thought, right, it should be in the bag now. I got a text message to say that they'd whacked a four off the last ball to win the game. Sat at the function going, what the hell's just happened well, in that to be game? Fair, we, had, we had three games like that last year. Same against yeah. Roxeter and same against Wellington. They got 110 off the last 10 overs of us because we, we, again, we let the younger bowlers get some experience bowling in the overs and they all went air miles and Wellington beat us with a, in the last 10 overs. So. Yeah. You think that that experience will um, stand you in good stead, though, going into this season or in the future season? Yeah, I think so. I mean, no, nobody likes losing. And Wellington won, particularly last year, we had the two youngsters bowling at the end, um, Sam and I think it was Alex, um, just bowled lengths and they got hit. Um, so, obviously, 
had my job as captain and sort of been around and done it a bit, I go and we have a few net sessions and we try and work through what to do and how to go through it and hopefully not let it happen again. So, I mean, that's that's why you carry on playing cricket when you get to my age. You just you try and help the youngsters and hopefully now and again you can give a bit of advice and that's what we're there to do. So. But yeah. this, is, this is the way you, you get, sorry. So this is the way, you know, the youngsters are getting chance. If it's a win, if it's not win and lose, probably you will come and then you know, ball three overs and win the game for a maybe not, but maybe draw the game. Yeah, the, the youngsters, what you normally find if they're a bowler, they're not batting till about seven, eight, nine. And if they're having to come in, as I said earlier, if they're coming in seven, eight, nine to win it, to draw a game, there's not much chance for them to enjoy the cricket. Whereas if they're coming mm. out seven, eight, nine with nothing to lose apart from to win a game, they can throw the bat at it, they get a lot more enjoyment out of it. So. Yeah, definitely. So moving on to our final two sides, and we've got Willie first 11, who finished sixth in Division 2 in 2018, finished fourth in Division 3 in 2019, and finished third out of six in the Seven Valley group. I know that Willie were another side that kind of mixed and matched and played a few extra different people in last year. And finally, Roxeter and Uppington, a team who finished eighth in Division 1 in 2018, finished 10th in Division 2 in 2019, and then finished sixth out of nine in the Central and East Division 3. So, before we get on to you, Dan, uh, we'll just have a quick chat about Willie. So, our thoughts on Willie going into this season? Know very little about them, to be fair. I know nothing. I don't think we've ever played Willie unless it's been a second 11 game or a Sunday game. So, I know nothing about the break. Yeah, I, yeah, I think Slates. decent team. Yeah, I only know Slates because John Slater and Harry Slater obviously played a bit of cricket at Roxeter for us. Um, and his, I think it's his brother... Is is it Ian Slater, isn't it? Is um is the skipper there or certainly one of the seconds? Yeah, so that's my part of the second team at Willie. Yeah, good bloke. Yeah, lovely bloke. But no, I, I haven't played there for probably ten years, maybe more. Good. Um. Yeah, I think we played probably every year now from the last three or four years. Um, we were playing against them. Um, quite interesting ground. Um, they have a very interesting um, the side screens as well. They have a, put a quite big rope and then they can slide it. You know, it's quite easy actually. I would say <laughs> you don't need to you don't need to roll the heavy um, wooden side screens. It's just that you just roll it quite quickly. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I think that you can lose quite a number of balls there um, because there is a dip. There is a hill down. So you know. I still remember we have thrown a few there and um, I, th- I don't think that we have found any ball from that side. <laughs> it's not a bad and... thing to lose these balls, actually, because they're awful. They're rubbish. <laughs> I couldn't believe those things they gave me last year to play cricket with. They were like bricks. Oh, uh, yeah. Didn't do anything. They were horrible. I think, well, yeah, it was like Dukes in the Prem and Div 1, wasn't it? And then everything else was these... Duncan Fernley's from Sports Direct. Yes, they were terrible, weren't they? The bat breakers. breakers that you get, yeah, that you get from someone that someone brings to first net and then is never <laughs> allowed to bring a ball ever again. <laughs> you never, you never go out to bat with a new bat and hit on the. You just thinking, you know, oh, it's going to break. I'm going to get my old bat out because this one's got a bit soft, and it never went soft. It stayed like a rock all the way through the game. It was all horrible. Horrible. That's the incentive to get back up the divisions again, isn't it? Start using a proper ball. <laughs> the only again. good thing is you couldn't shine it because you knew it wasn't going to shine, so you couldn't put saliva <laughs> on it anyway. So you had to cover it in the gel to see if you could slide any further. 
Yeah, Willie last season, they had some, well, they had some really successful batters last year. Lee Jones got 418 runs, an average of 83.6. They had Lindsay Rudd, who got 283 runs at an average of 47.17. They had Glenn Edwards, who got 282 runs as well, at an average of 56.4. And they had Rich Plant, who got 232, an average of 20. Five and then in fifth place, Nathan Garbett, who got 130 odds at an average of 14. So, yeah, I mean, looks like they've definitely got runs in their side. Yes, yeah, obviously, if it's, if it's small ground, I assume so. With a where Gilliam's so there, it sounds like it's a small place to play. So, but, um, yeah, you never can yeah. tell till you get there. Yeah, <laughs> I remember if the outfield was uh, outfield was cut, it can race down the one end because yeah. it's on a bit of a bank and you get certainly get value for money down there. Yeah. Mm. So moving on to our final team and Roxeter and Uppington. So I mean, I mean, where do we start, Dan? <laughs> well, it's been a topsy turvy few years. Yeah, um, it wasn't so long ago we were talking about Premier Division this, Premier Division that, Division One. Similar to All Brighton, we've we've a club that have been up there playing with the best teams in the county, and then have just gone through the motions a little bit where we've lost a lot of players, uh, lots of things happening and going on behind the scenes. Um, that have meant we've we've lost players left, right and centre a little bit. Um, and then we've managed to rebuild a little bit. We've got some youngsters coming through. Again, like Jimmo said, with all Brighton, the youngsters then want to develop, want to go on to bigger and better things. And they have done. So, yeah, here we are. So, I heard some rumours that you've recruited quite well over the winter. We've done all right, yeah. We've done all right. Um, we haven't had any massive recruitment push in the first team. Um, we've we've got another a, a few names that have come across to us from um, from knocking, um, mainly from their second team, but good players. Um, they've come to a few nets, and they'll certainly feature for us on a, on a Saturday um, in the ones. And then we've recruited really, really heavily and, and managed to get a second eleven out for the first time in a few years, which has been a massive thing for us. Um, to move the club forwards again. We've got a junior section again, uh, which again, we haven't had for a few years. Uh, we've managed to get that back off the ground, um, looking like we're going to have sort of 20-odd juniors coming on a, on a Friday evening down at Rocks as well, which is, again, is a massive thing for us. Um, but with the recruitment of more people becomes more doers. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had quite a few guys from, um, played a friendly against a Sri Lankan community team um, last year. Um, following by one of one of the guys that had come and joined us, Jay. And it ended up that he said, look, I've got loads of friends who want to come and play more cricket, competitive cricket. And they played against us and they had, say, three, four, five really good cricketers. Um, so we've ended up with about six of those guys that are going to come and play a lot of cricket for us as well. So, yeah, we've had a really, really good winter, to be fair. So what would be a good and what would be a bad season for Roxeter in 2021? Um, our targets are a, a top five finish. Um, we will we want to be pushing to try and get back up the divisions as quickly as possible. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say we're going to win the division because there's some really really good strong sides there. But that our target is is to do as well in the division as possible. A bad season for us would be to to be sort of bottom half. And finally, obviously outside yourself and the infamous Joe Brown, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who, who are the one who are the ones to look out for. Um, Charlie Haylett's obviously a decent cricketer. Um, he's got plenty of runs, plenty of wickets in him. Um, he can also go for plenty, plenty of runs off his bowling as well if it's a bad day. Um, and say Bobby, Rob Davis, uh, good cricketer as well. We've got some good young lads coming through. Um, the two boys from Knockin will be useful as well. 
So outside looking in, Adam, what what are your thoughts on Rockster going into this year? As we've mentioned quite a bit on this podcast so far, you your teams have both kind of shadowed each other for the last couple of years. Yeah, I think so. Again, it's, it's fantastic news that you can, you can get um, youngsters playing again on Friday nights because Friday nights for us is just massive. Um, um, obviously, when you, when you can start getting people down the club again, you, you can start picking up the kids like parents now and again. You can have chats with them. And oh, I know somebody who plays cricket. You want to bring me down the club and you can pick up players that way away. Um, but not having the functions through the year, it's amazing how many players you've missed out on. You normally find you might, might actually pick up. Um, but Rockstar, again, yeah, very much like ourselves. Um, always strong, always competitive, um, very sensible on the pitch, shall we say, compared to other teams you can sometimes get a few arguments out of. And it is, it's nice. It's, we always have a good match against them and always it's normally a competitive one, so it's good. I didn't think that a sensible team that can, uh, that, uh, well, any team that had Joe Browning could be uh, classed as sensible, really. <laughs> yeah, he normally gets pushed to one side. And He's a changed man. He's a changed man. <laughs> Rollies in his back pocket. <laughs> um, yeah, you'd, you'd like to see Rockstar near the top again. You'd, yeah, again, you'd like to be up there playing with against them, and you'd, you'd like to see them doing well again. We never have any mosty between ourselves and Rockstar. We're very, very similar clubs, and yeah, if somebody you want to see doing well, another club you'd like to do doing well. Good, and uh, well, it's going to be a bit of a grudge match this year. The uh, battle of the the, a- the avenue battle. <laughs> and the first game, you know, I'm surprised actually. In the, on the league, they want us to play a first game of the league, and. That's engaged the rocksters, you know. We requested it because uh, it's your home game, so you've got to push the covers on an awful day, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you're thinking it's going to rain then? Huh? It was early April. No, probably. Good snow, yeah. Right, that's been some really great insight, guys. And I think it was time we move ourselves on to our next section, and it is the Harrison's hierarchy. So, you know the drill. It's back. It's the Harrison's hierarchy. This is the part of the show where we pick the top 10 teams in the Shropshire County Cricket League Division 3 as we see it at this moment in time. So, we're going into the 2021 league season. A reminder once again that this will change as the season goes on and just because your team is top or bottom does not mean that they'll be top or bottom of the hierarchy. Moving forwards, once again... This is just a bit of fun and just our opinions that is involved and underlined. Uh, But hopefully you enjoy it and it's just a bit of good crack. And yeah, enough with that. Let's get on with it. So starting with number 10. So who do we think is going to finish 10th? I'll start with Dan. Uh, I'm going to go with Frankton. Good. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And Adam? Yeah, I was going sort of there, yeah, sort of thanks from Welshbourne, sort of that sort of area. Um, okay. Again, not really know much about them. Uh, nothing to do with the Welsh side of the country or over that far side of it, but um, yeah, sort of put Frankton down there, but not knowing much about them. Mm. Um, second 11, see how they're going on here. Okay, so 10th, Frankton, second 11. And in at nine. Oh, this is a, you should not have started with me. <laughs> <laughs> I know what Dan is going to say, um, but I think, um, yeah, I think I haven't seen Welsh pool, so I will go with the Welsh pool then. Welsh pool, okay. And Dan, your shout on who you think will finish ninth. 
Uh, I'm going to be a bit more controversial. I think Welshpool will miss out a little further down, unfortunately. Um, I think Maidley. Maidley second 11. And yeah. Adam? Yeah. Again, it all depends. I put a nice worrying one because I, I was a good game against Wem, but all depending on where they are and what players they've got coming down and where they are, with who's going to stay playing. It's a difficult one because, again, we've said that everybody can beat everybody on their day. So, yeah. But yeah, I'd say, yeah. yeah, again, I'd agreed. I put sort of, I'm going to go Wem. Okay. I'm going Wem down there. Sound, which means it's down to me, which is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, Welshport, Maidley second 11, Wem second 11. I think I'm probably going to go, as they are the newly promoted side, I think Maidley will put them in at nine. Right, so going in at eight, and we'll start this time with Adam. Yeah, I put Maidley there, so yeah. Yeah, I just got made again. Another team that's depending on they have signed well, maybe first. So it depends what's going down and who which people actually stay at maybe to play there. So, mm. so I've got Maidley eight. Yeah, probably I will go with Maidley as well. Yeah. <laughs> and Dan is Maidley already off the board. Whoever you pick here, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would probably go with possibly Wellington. Again, it just it depends on who they turn out. They've got lots of lots of young lads coming through. It depends on how strong they are in the other two teams. But I think with the youngsters coming through, no disrespect, there's some fantastic young cricketers there. But um, it depends who they get to play with in that team, I think, with the youngsters. They need a bit of experience with them as well. OK, that, which means that Wellington, the 11, are in our eighth. So going back around again, Dan, starting, who's, who, who's your pick for seventh? I'm going to go Wheaton-Aston. I've got Harpers, or depending on the two batters getting out the early doors. Again, it's mm. a team that can fold quite quickly if you get wickets early doors. Mm. I wasn't overly impressed with their bowling, even though I'd probably get stick for saying that. But yeah, <laughs> put Harpers down instead. I think I'll, I'll be go with the Wheaton Aston. Okay, Wheaton Aston. And uh, thoughts on why Wheaton Aston in at seven gauge? I think I'm just just looking into the other teams. Um, for Wheaton as well, um, they're a really really good team, you know, on that day. Mm. But they are dependent on like one or two players only, you know, mm. um, and that's 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 that make the difference. Mm. Um, if you get them out, you know, probably you can win those games quite quickly. Mm. Okay, and I'll ask you, Gerd, who is number six? Um, sixth, I will go with the Harpers. Um, again, you know, I'm saying Wheaton, Aston, Harpers, and any other teams I have played Wellington as well. I think mm. they all they're all on the same level. Mm-hmm. Um, on the day, uh, it all depends, you know, how your season is going to start. If it's a positive start of the season, probably, you know, you can stay there. If it's if it's not a positive start, probably, you know, you will going down. And I think that's the reason with Harpers mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I, I had Harpers and Wheaton Aston kind of teetering around those positions. So I'd say as Wheaton Aston off the table at Harpers. Okay, right. So it's well, it's 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 like to strictly come dancing when they go yeah, to the final judge anyway. So, so uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> Harpers, it is in six. So in at five, and we'll start with Adam. Got Church Aston for five. It's no particular reason, but yeah, looking at this look above that, I think of the teams and where they are. Yeah, got Church Aston at five. Yeah. And Dan, you've gone the same. Yeah, I did the same. Yeah, and good. Um, probably, I don't know, we haven't covered Willie, right? So, probably I would say Willie. Um, okay. But if, if Adam and Dan already said, then probably, you know, Joe Yeah, <laughs> but I think 
compared to Willy, probably, you know, um, again, you know, it's very, very even context between us and Willy. Um, Toss of a coin. Okay. <laughs> so uh, in at four, Adam. I got Wellington. Again, it's been fun with youngsters. It depends mm. on how well they come off, really. Mm. Um, again, big club, big players. They might get players who want to be playing 13 cricket. It's quite easy to attract players. Normally good facilities. Oh. And, and yeah, I've gone Wellington at four. Yeah, I'd agree again with what Shim says is that it just depends on on the day really, doesn't it? I think Wellington had a a decent outfit against us at their place last year. Um, Well, like I said, with Wheelie coming, who's really experienced proper cricketer, helped out by some youngsters that look really, really good, good youngsters coming through. I think Hugh Morris shone with the ball and um, young Byram shone with the bat until I managed to get him uh, absolutely dead in front of three pegs. But um, yeah, good side. And good. Um, I want to take a Rockstar name, but I think I will go with Willington. Really? Now. <laughs> <laughs> well, all three of you have gone for a team that are already off the board. So that. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Well done. Good on us. So, um, in that case, it's gonna. I'm gonna have to go with Willie because uh, they were the toss-up that we said in at five. So uh, Willie going at four. So in at three, guys, and we'll start with Dan. Cheers. Um, this is this is pretty much where I put us and uh, all Brighton. Exactly tossed up between yeah. the two of us. Um, I think there's going to be one standout team that are going to be strong this year but again is going to be um, between I think us and All Brighton so I'm going to go All Brighton <laughs> will come to me I know you know ask Adam first probably no, you know. Adam yeah well, Adam will go for there as well but now Dan's done that I'm putting Rockstar there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna... say, yeah okay Gerge you've got the deciding yeah. vote here who, who are you going to make sure the beer prices are going up Gerge don't forget no, 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 I'm, I'm, Rockstar, to be careful <laughs> See, all right, okay. I haven't, I haven't played against Rockstar yet, yeah. Um, I think I've played against Brighton, but now looking into the new t- um, players coming into Rockstar, um, I, I would say probably you no, know, I'm saying Rockstar slightly up than the Brighton right now. Oh. Um, so, so I, no, it's, it's, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I, I need a reason to take Rockstar down, actually. But you know, the, looking into the new team players coming, I would say probably you know Rockstar seems to be um, decent. But you know, you will figure it out on the on the first game they are going to play. <laughs> okay, so I'll bite in at third. So in at second, and we'll start here with then Gerge. I think only it's only Rockstar left now, so because probably I'm mm. thinking Newport is going to stay up. So mm. Rockstar is going to be number two then. Okay, and uh, Dan? Yeah, I'd agree. Again, I'd like to be able to put us at the top of the pile, but I think Newport are going to be an outfit to beat this year. Um, and again, I said Albrighton are going to be a team to beat as well. They're going to be, uh, I think the top four or five is going to be a real good good test this year. And Adam? Yeah, I'm going to be down there, yeah. I put um, obviously Rockstar again. Um, mm. I think Newport are going to be the team to beat. Mm. Um, but I said top three, four, five even okay and just like the fa cup when you've got to pick one ball that's left out um i know we just mentioned it but uh yeah big build up here it is who's who, who's our number one and i think you may know who it is so adam who have you come for i'm going newport then 
just to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> just to ruin the whole defense. Yeah, Newport. Newport. And uh, Newport will cross the board then, guys. I'm, yeah, I'm I think guessing. so. Yeah. I think so. so. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to sack that. They're not beatable and they'll mm. cruise it. I think far from it. I think they'll have to play well every game to, to do yeah. it, but they've got the team and the squad around them to do it. So mm. I think anybody on the day, as we've said, pretty much way through it. Anybody can beat anybody. Yeah, if we if we find the two new players in the next two weeks, we will definitely beating them both the game. So. <laughs> and you hope there are no more transfer for spare ones lying around. <laughs> See, yeah, I think. Right, Adam. Probably I will speak with the you know if any of your <laughs> team member wants to play in, and we are quite happy. Right, so there we have it. A really interesting take, guys, and that'll definitely get people talking. So to go through it once more, our top ten. Ten, we've got Frankton second eleven. Ninth, we've got Maidley second eleven. Eighth, we've got Wellington third eleven. Seven, we got Wheaton Aston. Six, we got Harpers. Fifth, we've got Church Aston. Fourth, we've got Willie. Third, we've got Old Brighton. Second, we've got Roxeter. And first, we've got Newport. Second 11. So it'll be really interesting to see how that goes on throughout the rest of the season and how wrong or right we are. <laughs> You've come back to bite us, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, let us know what you think of the hierarchy. Uh, send your hate mail in to Dan Harris at Google. <laughs> <laughs> They've already got my email address. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, anyway, I think that takes us on to our final segment. Okay, so what I think has been another fantastic episode and always, as I said, throughout all the other podcasts, really great to get some other people on the podcast from all different areas of Shropshire Cricket. And I've really enjoyed having you guys on. Have, have, you, have you found it? Yeah, good fun. Good fun. Yeah, interesting. It's good when I listen to it whenever I can. So it's, it's nice to put a face to everything and actually get involved. And it's good. But again, it's pretty good. Yeah, nice experience. I was not expecting this happening today, but <laughs> 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 I thought we were doing it like a dress rehearsal probably today. <laughs> no dress rehearsal. And that's the reason I ask you, you know, who One else take. is going to be? Who, who? One take. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> But no, yeah, it's been it's been fantastic to have you guys on. And um, like we said on all the other podcasts that I've recorded this week, which I've somehow got to edit and get out. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a painful week for me, but it's a good job I have no social life, so it's totally fine. There. <laughs> um, but yeah, throughout the season, what we will be looking to do is if any teams are doing particularly well or any players are doing particularly well, what we are going to be looking to do alongside our normal podcast, we will be getting some people and guests on, on Zoom and have a bit of a chat about how your season's going and uh, I've loved having you guys on so definitely be very yeah, keen to get either of you guys back on if you're interested in the future uh, get nice. you on board and yeah if there is if any of you out there are listening and you want to talk about your cricket club let us know and get in contact because we're always wanting to expand and talk about things that are going on elsewhere and expand Shropshire Cricket and get you the word out there anyway as always you can like and follow and share us on Facebook Twitter Instagram Spotify SoundCloud and Apple Podcast. With the new season coming up, we do have new bat stickers and merch, which will be coming out soon. But again, it's once I've got all these podcasts edited that I can get it all out and <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, 
unfortunately, you may already know because I've brought it up many times before, but the Cow Corner Golf Day was unfortunately postponed, which was quite obvious come to think of it after everything we've been through. But we are looking to get it rearranged, whether it be the end of this season or the start of next. Um, and we will be get, we've got lots of things planned for that. Like we said, we've got lots of things planned for the new season and really exciting to go ahead. And I hope you really enjoyed the podcast. If you have enjoyed it, please let us know because it is very rare nowadays that we get any positive praise. Uh, especially <laughs> myself it's normally pelters from various clubs <laughs> but anyway all that it leaves me to say is thank you very much guys and thank you very much adam yeah thank you much for enjoying that really good thank you, thank you very I'm much you've read um tiger woods top as well very celebrity yes. of the uh, yes yes all. very good <laughs> Final, final day of the Masters, you've got to wear the old red. You've got to wear the red, haven't you? And uh, thank you very much, Dan. Cheers, no, really enjoyed it. Thanks very much for having me on. Please don't share any of my personal contact details. <laughs> <laughs> and don't worry, I won't make. And uh, thank you very much, Gage. Cheers. Thanks, James. You know, um, initially I thought it's like a radio jockey, you know, <laughs> proper, <laughs> proper mic and, you know, proper everything. You know? But thank you, you know, thank you. I really enjoyed that. Well, yeah, not not too far off now. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, and thank you very much for coming on, and thank you guys for listening. And hopefully, we'll see you on the next one. And this has been another episode of the Cow Corner Podcast. Until next time, goodbye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry shampoo, Chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.